0: This is the EY UK and Ireland Workforce Matters podcast and today we're joined by Gemma Stack, a director who leads on technology and our reward practice to discuss IR35 and technology. Welcome Gemma. Thank you. Um, so we're seeing a lot of strong interest in technology around IR35, why is that? So clearly we have legislative changes coming to employment data from April 2020. Now, what that means is it will require companies to assess contractors for employment status, regardless of their engagement type. Now, because of that, clients, contacts, and employers generally have recognized there's a lot of work to do. Contractors have become endemic, there are lots of assessments that are required, and ultimately, lots of administration and lots Mm. of decisions to make. For me, technology has a number of benefits, and I think this is why we're seeing such a significant uptake. So, firstly, it allows a standardisation in approach, rather than somebody going through employment status assessments row by row, you have an automated standard which applies the same logic to each separate employment status determination. Now, really importantly, alongside that, there's an audit trail and there's a workflow management system. So you're not having to sit there and remember the decisions you've made and remember how to escalate. You have a system that's doing that automatically for you and very closely linked to that, you have a repository. So ultimately, all employment status determinations in process and that have been made are available to you at the click of a button. Now, really importantly as well, we talk frequently around assessing individuals for employment status, but less so around what that really means for them and the companies currently engaging them. There are many considerations which flow from employment status determinations, such as impact on your day-to-day business, Morale mm. on the contractors and wider business, and actually also cost. And finally, communicating what's a really emotive topic to many. Mm. Using technology to focus on those upfront assessments ultimately helps you free up time to focus on those areas in more detail. So, HMRC has their own employment status tool, CEST. What is it that attracts companies to alternative technology? So, HMRC's tool has come under significant scrutiny both in the courts via recent tax tribunal decisions, but also from day-to-day users. Mm. It has, of course, been updated and improved very recently, but for many employers, they're finding the tool is simply not particularly geared to the needs of a large organisation. Firstly, the fact that CEST has to provide a definitive answer means it takes a very conservative approach to life, and I believe concludes that IR35 applies in some cases where it probably doesn't, any form of risk scoring or rating is missing. And many believe it's better to provide a risk rating and the reasons for that rating to allow all parties to understand the basis behind a decision, as well as provide clarification where necessary. This risk rating is present in our technology for that reason. The Cess tool also has no audit trail, nor any ability for more than one party to have input into the questions. Now that might work really well for a small handful of contractors, but many organisations have hundreds or even thousands to assess, and will continue to do so. Technology such as EY IR35 Confirm therefore provides additional functionality in the ability to track and store employment statuses centrally. This can in turn be used to look at patterns, identify potential risk areas, and through applying something like bespoke analytics to your data set, ultimately assist in identifying the impact of any proposed changes across that entire population. Finally, companies may find that HMRC will not in practice stand behind these answers given. Now HMRC has already stated that it will test the answers provided to arrive at the decision. If they don't agree with input into CESS, they will not ultimately stand behind any decision right. reached and we all know that on occasions, CESS can be misconstrued and the questions in it are not necessarily always accessible to people. Mm-hmm. So what are you hearing in terms of market approach from April 2020? So there's still a little uncertainty, but the first thing to say is the need for contractors and a contingent workforce was first and foremost, always a business one. This change in tax legislation does not negate the need for such workers in the future. And we still see organizations looking to engage short-term resource for that very reason. Mm-hmm. There is however, work required, and the work required in advance of April 2020 does differ to what companies might need to do post April 2020. Because at that point you'll need to assess risk at the point of engagement and not retrospectively like we currently are. Now clearly companies will be in a position where they need clarity around costs before engaging an individual, but at the same time they need to do this in a way that doesn't give rise to some sort of blanket assessment approach. The most common approach we're hearing is a role-based assessment up front. The only thing I'd say is some rigor will have to be put into that to ensure that day-to-day Individuals do work in the way in which it was anticipated at the point at which a job role was advertised. We all know yeah. that can be incredibly difficult on a day-to-day basis to predict mm-hmm. just how people work. Now, on a day-to-day basis, things will change too. Companies will need controls in place around the entire life cycle of an engagement. So to give a few examples, changes to ways of working, contracts, and working times once somebody is onboarded, all of that needs to be accounted for and employment status potentially re-reviewed if something significant changes. Now with that in mind, I'd advocate a periodic review of contractors filling roles deemed as self-employed for tax purposes. That will help satisfy any senior accounting officer and corporate criminal offence requirements as well. I think the trend towards use of technology will continue from April 2020 onwards for a number of reasons. So firstly, yes, it helps with the numerous employment status assessments. Now, arguably, so concessed, But where a tool such as IR35 Confirm will help is in supporting those periodic reviews Mm -hmm. or change requests, in retaining information around risk ratings, number of engagements, and other helpful management information, and ultimately in enabling a workflow tool so that companies can communicate across various departments in the same system. Of course, the best technology in the world will fail if it's not underpinned by appropriate processes and controls it's really important to look at each potential risk area and implement controls to mitigate these. Yeah, that makes sense. So what should people be doing today? So as things stand, there's now three months until the legislation kicks in. You need to think about how those changes will impact contractor onboarding on a day-to-day basis. There's ultimately a lot of work to do. Is fundamentally different to how we've approached employment status in the past. So companies need to think about, for example, how they manage those employment status assessments and what controls will be in place around onboarding new contractors. Now technology can play a huge part in helping relieve some of those administration tasks. And we've seen a huge uptake in interest around our confirmed tool as a result. And we're expecting interesting technology to continue for the foreseeable future. That was really interesting. Thank you, Gemma, for joining us today. Thank you.